This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back for another video. In this video, we're going to cover all the biggest topics ahead of Gaming 18. This is a weekly series with FPL tips for your teams every game week. If you'd like your question answered in a future video, all you need to do is be subscribed and you'll see a post asking for your questions every week, or you can go to the community tab on my channel to find it there. Let's get into it, and a very popular question this week to kick the video off. TadHG asks, what's happening with the Bournemouth vs Luton game and why the auto subs haven't happened yet? You've probably seen the message by now on the app and the website that says Gaming 17 is still open and more information to follow. Since the gaming's still open, auto subs haven't kicked in yet, that only happens when the gaming finishes. That'll happen as soon as it closes. The Premier League haven't announced what's going to happen with that fixture yet. The expectation is that it might be cancelled and replayed in full at a later date. However, FPL can only act accordingly based on what they're told. For example, if both teams agree to take a one-all draw, or they agree to play the final portion of the game, then the points scored so far would stand. If the game is to be replayed in full, then the points would almost certainly be null and void. It's a really unfortunate situation for everyone, and it's unprecedented. We've only had games suspended midway to stuff like the weather in the past. If the Premier League don't announce something very soon, then FPL are in a really difficult position, because they need to resolve it one way or another before the deadline. But if they were to write off the points, and then after the Gaming 18 deadline, a draw is agreed, then that would be wrong. Or likewise, if they give the points and their rearrangements agreed, then Bournemouth and Luton would end up getting 39 games in FPL each, which has never happened, and that would also be wrong. With that all in mind, we should get news very soon. We might even have it by the time you're watching this. Question from Sam, and he asks whether Lascelles and Cash will start. This one's really difficult to answer, but it's good to include these difficult ones. Let's break down what we know. In Newcastle's case, they've got Lascelles, Botman, Kraft, and even Byrne that could play centre-back. They all played 45 minutes each in the League Cup versus Chelsea, except Lascelles who played the whole match. We're also assuming that Cher is still out, who's another option in centre-back. Even the fullbacks are a bit uncertain. Byrne seems logical to start for his height and physicality against Luton, which leaves Livramento and Trippier. And then Trippier's in really poor form at the moment. He looks desperate for a game off. If I had to guess, the centre-back pairing could be Lascelles and Botman to face Luton. In Cash's case, it's difficult to predict as well, because Pau Torres is flagged at the moment and it might depend on his availability. If he's out, then Diego Carlos and Conser could be the centre-back pairing, and therefore Cash could start in right-back. It is also possible that Longley gets a rare start in centre-back with constant right-back and therefore Cash misses out. If you've got Cash, you have to start him in such a good fixture. It seems like a risk worth taking on. Camera suspension also makes Cash's minutes hard to predict because Camera drops into the back line during games to allow Cash to push forward but he's suspended so that can't happen. Perhaps someone else could fill in and do the same though. Emery has favoured constant right-back when Camera last missed out for more defensive solidity. Country Knowledge asks if Nkunku is a good differential transfer of Haaland's injury in mind and the good fixtures. It's probably too soon to move for Nkunku. He's just made his Chelsea debut in the League Cup with a cameo off the bench. 
So what are the realistic chances that he's straight in the starting 11 indefinitely now? It seems very unlikely. Therefore, you're better off going for someone who's a nailed forward and good for 90 minutes, someone like Watkins or Solanke. Alvarez could also be a gem if Haaland's out for more than a few game weeks, but of course he does blank this week. So Nkunku's a wait and see for now. Let's have a dig into the experts' transfers. We're going to aim for a double upload today with the experts' video to follow tonight due to the short turnaround, so hit subscribe so you don't miss out. So here's what they're doing. Lots of Darwin to Watkins transfers this week, and many of those still with Haaland are also selling him for Watkins. If you caught the players to buy video this week, Watkins is top in the league for projected points home to Sheffield United. He's a priority transfer if you don't have him this week. And he's also got Burnley home in Gameweek 20 with Man United sandwiched between, which isn't necessarily a bad fixture, despite the red fixture difficulty rating. The experts who sold hard in last game week are reinvesting that money in defence. Some have gone Maguire to Pedro Porro and some have upgraded Simicast to Trent. Assuming that Pal Torres is declared fit by Emery, some experts are selling Gwei for him. Fortunately, their game's on Friday, so we should get news from Emery on Thursday in his press conference. If he's out for the game or a doubt, then Concer for 4.5 mil is a great option as well. There's really not much between the two. Sanchez is expected to be out for several weeks for Chelsea, so some have dropped in for Dubravka this week. Valuar asks whether to stick with Isak or replace him. Isak wasn't in Newcastle's League Cup squad, so he's a definite sell now. We won't hear from Howe again before the deadline, so unless there's some news from another source that says he's fully fit and available, then it's time to sell. Solanke and Watkins are the two standout replacements this week. We'll talk more on Solanke in a minute. It's not one to ever think. Despite the fixtures, a player that missed the last two is a sell, and Newcastle's next match is in three days. Good question from Josh Moore, who asked whether we should reinvest the Haaland money, or should we wait out his return with the money in the bank? The best solution right now is a bit murky, given we don't know when Haaland's back. What we have seen is reports that he won't be involved in the Club World Cup at all. City play against Fluminense on the 22nd December, and then Gameweek 19 is on the 27th December. In my eyes, reinvesting the money is fine, and that's my intention. The reason being, we lose Salah and Son to AFCON in the Asian Cup after Gameweek 20, so it's going to be very easy to get Haaland back in when he's available. I don't think we see him in Gameweek 19, so the only tricky scenario would be if he's available for Gameweek 20 home to Sheffield United. In that case, selling Salah before he's got Newcastle looks fine though. As we saw on the experts' transfers, some of them are reinvesting the Haaland money in the likes of Trent and Pedro Porro. Following on from that, Olinch asks what the best wildcard team is and whether to include Haaland or not. I've put together a wildcard draft here, which has Dubravka in goal, Pedro Porro, Trent and Consa in defence, in midfield Son, Richarlison, Salah, Palmer and Saka, and then Watkins and Solanke up top. The bench is Neto, Colwell, Saliba and Alvarez. Decided to include Neto on the bench, because assuming Bournemouth vs Luton gets rearranged, that means we'll have a double game week, along with Solanke as well. Colwell was subbed off in the League Cup and there were fears of an injury, but we've since learned he's fine, according to Pochettino. Gusto is also a good option for 4.1mm and he was involved in the Cup as well, and as we know James is out for 3 months. The Haaland money has been redistributed in this team and we've got Alvarez on the bench. If Haaland's injury is more serious than Pep's letting on, then Alvarez will be an absolute gift for 6.9mm, given they've got Everton and Sheffield United after the blank. He might fall in price before the deadline, so if you are on a wildcard, wait for that and then get him for 0.1mm saved. Loads of questions on Areola this week. Insane's got Turner and Areola, and he asks whether to get a hit for Martinez. If you've got a playable keeper in Turner, then it's probably not worth a hit. Goalkeeper hits are the riskiest hits you can take, really, in any position, because you're completely dependent on a clean sheet and maybe some save points. A defender's also quite risky, but at least there's a chance of an attacking return. If you've got Areola and a keeper that definitely won't play like Sanchez or Johnston, then a hit's more justifiable then, given there is the risk of no keeper at all, and it's an opportunity to upgrade at the same time. After the last match, Moyes said he wanted to give Areola's wrist more time to heal. 
So if we take his comet at face value, there's still a strong chance that he comes back in. Some of you said you've got to keep a dilemma, and you've got free transfer with no way to spend it. In that case, it's perfectly fine to use a transfer on a keeper. Neto could be the best of the bunch right now, given that potential double game week in January. Lastly, here's how my team looks for game week 18 with some final thoughts as the deadline nears. For audio listeners, it's Debravka in goal, Pedro Porro, Saliba and Simicast in defence. In midfield, Palmer, Saka, Salah, Sun and Gordon, and up top, Solanke and Watkins. Watkins captain this week and vice is on Sun. So Gordon picked up a flag in the League Cup, took a really nasty challenge from Kayseri down the back of his leg and he came off in the second half. Unless there's further news that he's out, then I'm going to leave him in the team. Hopefully it was nothing more than a contact injury and he can shake it off before the looting game. 5.7 mil on the bank. The original plan was Maguire to Trippier, but watching the Chelsea game has convinced me to look elsewhere now. I recall that Trippier pulled out of England duty for personal reasons, and every loss in December he's played a major part in. There was the two goals against Everton, there was a slow reaction versus Sun for Tottenham's first two, and then there was a mistake or a slip from Milan's equaliser, and last night a weak header back to Dubravka teed up Mudrick who scored, and then he missed his penalty in the shootout. Newcastle's first clean sheet in five games came during the game he was suspended as well. Whatever the cause for the drop-off, I hope he gets over it soon. He's absolute class when he's on it. But with everything considered, he feels like an avoid at the moment. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he misses one of the next two. It might not happen at all, but it's a risk I'm not going to take on. So the new plan is Maguire to Trent, and that allows me to bench one of Simicast or Saliba. Trent's playing incredible at the moment. Over the last six game weeks, he scored 53 points at a rate of 8.8 .8 points per game. No one in the league's got more points over that run. It's a pretty absurd price for a defender. He's one of the most expensive defenders in FBO history at 8.2 mil, but it's easy to spend that money with no Haaland and Salah and Son leaving soon. Baines, Vidic and Ashley Cole among the few to have started the season at 8 mil in FPL history. Despite all that, he's living up to the price tag at the moment though. Not an ideal entry point before Arsenal at home, but he's an easy hold for the next 7 or 8 game weeks until Salah's return. If this video was helpful, please hit like to show support and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the final video before the deadline as we dig into everything the experts are doing this week. Thanks for watching and see you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.